ML Nation, episode 210. I think it's truly about connecting with people and really getting into their hearts and souls and finding out who they are. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. To be successful, you need coaching. Someone to help you overcome obstacles, give you a kick in the butt, consistent training, and the right support group. Go get a dollar trial to MLM Nation Insider at MLMNationInsider.com. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan, and before we start, make sure you check out our partner, Networking Times. If you like MLM Nation, you'll love Networking Times. Each issue is packed with amazing stories and trainings from top leaders just like the show, MLM Nation. So go check them out at MLMNation.net forward slash times. Again, that's MLMNation.net forward slash times. And now here's today's iTunes review of the day. And this comes from Canada from J.M. Poise. And it says, subscribe to this one. There's so many choices out there for MLM education training. It's hard to know where to turn. Save yourself the time and just subscribe here. It's the only resource you'll ever need. So, Shay, that's really flattering. Thank you so much for sharing that. Glad the show has been helpful. Uh, not just you know, thanking us, but thank you all the leaders who selflessly given the time to give back to MLM community. And it's not just our team here, but also the leaders uh, who share on each show. So make sure, thank, big thank and shout out to them as well. And in, if you're listening and this has helped you, please take one or two minutes to give back. That's all I ask. Just subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. They really mean a lot to us. So with that said, let's go to today's show. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chen, and I am fired up to bring our special guest today, Annette Knopf. Annette, are you ready to make it happen? I am ready, Simon. You know, when I asked Annette to describe herself, MLM Nation, this is going to be a really interesting interview, and I love it, because she said the best way to introduce her is not by her accomplishments, because that's not what, that's just what she did, but not who she is. So out of over 200 interviews, is the first time someone said that, so I love it. So who is, who is Annette Knopf? Annette is an avid chaser of all things joyful, a lover of looking for positive opportunities during the dark times of life, a mom of four kids, and a seeker of passions. Now, in terms of what she did done in network marketing, Annette Knopf is a four-star director and a full-time leader at her MLM company. She was able to reach that in just 16 months. So, Annette, I've just given ML Nation a brief intro about who you are, but please share more about your background <laughs> and how you came across network marketing. Absolutely, Simon. Um, I, you know, you go through life and you think about how you learn exactly what you were born for. And the thing that I've discovered throughout all of my experience in life is that I was born for two things. Um, the first is to be a mom. I completely enjoy my children. I love all four of their different unique personalities. And I'm one of those moms that truly likes being at their school events. Um, I really enjoy that. The next thing is I know I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that I was born for network marketing. And the reason that I know this is um, my mom tells the stories of when I was little all the time about how I would literally just hop on my bike and I would just go through the neighborhood looking for friends. I loved fishing for friends. I would see kids in their yards um, and I would 
stop my bike and just go up and see if they might be someone interesting to talk to and become friends with. So I think that I was literally born for network marketing. I didn't always know this. I've discovered it along, you know, along the lines of life. But um, I got started in MLM when I was pregnant with my first daughter, Brianna, who is now 20 years old. Um, she, I was, I was used to having a career. Um, I worked in college recruitment and really enjoyed that, but knew when I had my first daughter, um, my husband was starting a family practice residency in the military and I knew that I wanted to stay home with our daughter. So I had gone to a party and fell in love with a product and thought, you know, this would be a really good thing. This would be good for me. It would give me an outlet. It would give me um, that social interaction that I so desire and love. And so I realized really quickly that to get the best prices on that product, I should become a consultant and start a business because then I would not only get the best prices on the product, but I would be able to share the business with other people um, and the products. So I signed up and shortly after that, um, we had moved to a different state. We moved to Florida for his residency. I had a newborn baby and I was getting this business going. Um, and being in the military, you don't always have a place to live <laughs> when you get to the place that you're going to be. And so we had to rent this little, we called it the shack, but it was this little house that was only about 600 square feet. And I didn't know a soul, had a newborn baby, a husband that worked 36 hour shifts. And I thought, okay, so how can I meet people? So I um, literally made a flyer on my computer and I went door to door in this little old neighborhood and just passed out my flyers to anyone who would take it and introduced myself. I had 13 women show up in my little tiny living room for this party. And that night I, um, I signed up three people to have parties for me. So that's how I got my business started in that state. And so, I did that for we, about... Uh, before I, we continue, I, I have to ask you, what did the flyer say? That was like a magical flyer that got 13 people to show up. <laughs> um, I basically shared my heart. I said I was new to the area and that I had this amazing product that I wanted to share and that it would be a fun ladies' night out. Hmm. That's what I said. And they all came. <laughs> so it was really good. That's how I got started um, in that state, you know, with my new business. So then what happened? With, so then I stuck with that um, that company for about five years. But to be honest, I wasn't super. I did build a small team. But to be honest, I wasn't super committed. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't um, doing a lot of personal development. I was more into, you know, starting our family. Um, but it that's the great thing about this industry is it allows you to do as much or as little as you'd like and as much or as little as you have time for at that time in your life. Um, so I did that for a while, met a lot of great friends. Um, and then it wasn't, it wasn't for 15 years later that I actually got back into network marketing. So I've only um, been with three companies uh, to work the business and I got back into another network company network marketing company about 15 years after that first experience in MLM. Wow. What made you go back to network marketing? Yeah. I guess you were born, your mom said you were born um, born to do network marketing, right? <laughs> so what made you want yeah, to do something? I've, I've always... It's been 15 yeah, years later. Let's absolutely. go find a company. Yeah, I think um, it was when my uh, youngest had 
you know, gone to school and I knew that I had more time to put into a business. Um, I had gone back to um, aesthetic school and so I did that for a while and then I found a company that I could live my passion of skincare and um, I started with that company and had been working in a medical spa and realized that I wanted, I really liked, I liked working from home. And so I started searching, you know, for a, a place for me with a company that I could do that again from home. And I went back into that company, um, an, another network marketing company, and really enjoyed that as well. So, so then I found my current company. So what, yeah, go so ahead. how did you find your current company? How did you go, because you've only been with three companies. Uh, why did you leave the second company? Right, yeah. right. Yeah, actually, it's kind of an interesting story. I had, I had no plans to leave that company, um, but I had been experiencing some health issues the past the the past year prior to when I found this company. And a friend that I met just on Facebook had never met her in person shared a product with me, and I started taking that product and had amazing results. And I'm the type of person that when I like a product. I'm going to share it with all my friends, <laughs> no matter where it came from. Um, and so I started sharing that product with my friends and family, and others were having the same amazing results. And before I knew it, I was with a new company, <laughs> building a new business, and it just kind of spiraled from there. So I've Facebook, always been very product driven. Yeah. So what, let's talk about this Facebook friend. Like you never met them, um, met her. I assume, right? Him or her in person. And so right, what right, made you right. trust? What made you become? Because a lot of this is the question a lot of people ask. Oh, I wanna, how do we meet friends? How do we meet prospects Absolutely. on Facebook? Absolutely. So, and I think that's the wrong question. How do we meet prospects? You should meet a friend first, right? So how did you become friends with this person? Why did you be, I mean, why? I mean, there's like a billion people in the world on Facebook. But why did you become friends with this person? Absolutely. Um, because we had been experiencing some of the same health issues and we had joined an interest group on Facebook about that particular issue. And we became Facebook friends and she literally just started connecting with me through Facebook, um, commenting on my kids' posts, commenting on my family pictures. She built a relationship with me and that's why I trusted her. Mm. So she never sold you anything or tell you, but she actually started commenting, liking, and build like a relationship first before she Absolutely. started talking. Got it. Very good. Okay. That's correct. So um, did you have success right away? Once you, because you had, you, obviously you got the benefits of the products. Did you have success right away once you started? I did. I started sharing the products and before I knew it, I had promoted to the first rank. And then I realized, I guess I'm going to make this my business <laughs> Because it was helping so many people, and I know that's what I was born for. I was born to meet to meet friends, to connect with people, to serve people, and help them. And it just completely fit into who I am. Where do you get that vision of like a purpose? Like I'm, you said you said a couple of times, I'm born to help people, right? <clears throat> was that something ingrained by yeah. your parents? So how did you get that? Uh. It, it was actually, um, I say that I got it from my grandfather. Um, my grandfather, I, I always joke and laugh that I was, I was um, brought up, my childhood is, was full of um, hospital visits and funeral home visits. 
and giving back to the community. My grandfather would always take me along. He would he he did a lot of hospital visits through his church. He was a deacon in his church. And so one of his jobs was to go and visit sick people that went to our church. He would always take me. Um, all of the people who passed away, he would take me to the funerals. And I know it sounds kind of a little awkward, you know, for a little girl to be going to visit sick people and um, going to funerals, but I think it put I think it put that in me. It put that serving others is really what life is all about. Um, I can remember going and buying coats and shoes for children that didn't have, and um, I, I just think that it was from it was definitely from my grand my grandfather. He left me an amazing legacy that way. So let me ask you: um, You've had a lot of success. Once once we started, right? It seems like it doesn't matter what company you started with, three companies, you had pretty pretty good success. Why do you why are you, you why do you experience that success while most distributors have challenges? What are you doing or what do you do that other people are not doing? You know, I I see so many successful people out there. I sometimes I ask myself, what are they doing that I'm not doing? Um, but for me, I think the thing that I have the most peace about, and the thing that really drives me, are the relationships. And I know I keep saying that word relationship, but I truly feel that connecting with people and loving on people is what it's all about. I don't want my friends and family and. Even my, you know, cold, they say the word cold market. I don't really look at it as cold market. I look at it as a market that I can make into a warm market because my goal, if I do work cold market, is to always turn that person into my warm market because I want to connect with them. I want to talk to them. I want to, you know, see what makes them tick, see what makes them, um, see what drives them. I never ask the question, what do you do? Or, you know, where do you live? Or I never talk about the weather. I meet someone and I want to know, what are you most excited about in life? You know, mm. I think it's truly about connecting with people and really getting into their hearts and souls and finding out who they are. That's really good. Um, do you have any favorite places to meet people? Um, I like to meet people you know, in my home or in their home, um, I don't ever mind Skyping or, you know, talking on the phone. Really, it's anywhere. Um, our team, our team in my local area, we do a lot of gatherings. We like to call them gatherings because meetings sound so boring mm. <laughs> to me. Um, I have I have a struggle. I have a struggle with the word meeting. <laughs> I think it's my own issue. But um, we, we like to call them gatherings. We just we want them to be casual. We want people to feel warm and welcomed. Um, so we do a lot of in-home meetings. Gatherings, really good stuff. Really good because it's about experience, right? You want to make people feel welcome, and it also takes the less pressure. Absolutely, right? Like, oh, I got to do a meeting. I got to stand up and speak. We just a gathering, just to hang out, right? (laughs) Hang out, and it it seems like it works more for women as well because more women are more, you know, a social, right? You guys talk about shopping, talk about all the guys are more like straight to the point. I mean, the guys never talk. I mean. We, we 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 watch sports together, but we're not really opening our mouth. We never we do we we like activities. But you women are more social and stuff, and so you want to create an experience like a gathering where it's fun. And th- I think like it goes back yes. to the flyers where I'm going to talk about the recap. Where one of the main things is fun. People like fun. Like meetings doesn't sometimes yes they see it's like a school meeting or business meeting, you know, or you know a lecture. It's not fun, but gathering is fun. That's right. 
Now, what is your worst moment in network marketing? Your worst, worst moment where maybe you're like, oh my goodness, why am I doing this business? <laughs> well, I, I can't really narrow it down to one thing, but you know, when you build a business, it becomes an organization, and organizations are full of people. Um, and unfortunately, sometimes people hurt people. So I would probably say, Simon, that I learn lessons on a daily basis about relationships. You know, we often hear the phrase, I don't do drama from from people. You know, they say, I don't do drama. Um, you know, I hear that often, especially from women. Um, but I... I at one point looked up the word drama in the dictionary and it was defined as an exciting emotional or unexpected series of events or set of circumstances. And that really struck me. You know, that was really interesting because I thought to myself, hey, that sounds like life. That sounds like living life in general. And so I thought to myself, you know, drama doesn't necessarily have to have a negative connotation to it. Um, I personally don't mind it because when I think of that definition, I think it's all about life. And again, I'm going to use the word relationship. It goes back to relationships. So, you know, sometimes we have people in our organization that are hurt, maybe by another organization. My first question to that, or, or maybe by an MLM company. And so then they're reluctant or hesitant to join another MLM because they were hurt by one in the past. So my question to that person is always, what was the person's name? Because you know, and not, and not to be nosy, but it's to, it's to open their heart, you know, open their heart to talking about it. Because I think in order to heal from certain um, wounds in our lives, we have to figure it out. We have to figure out what hurt us so that we can move on. And so that's something that I always try to remind myself and I always try to remind my team is that, you know, when somebody hurts you, it's it's always because of something that they're going through. And maybe if you just try to get into their heart and really speak with your heart to them, you can help them through that. Mm. Really good stuff. Uh, really deep stuff here. Um, so if someone has, you said someone has hurt you, it's because they're going through something, right? Yeah, yes. Okay, I see. So I truly feel that. And I like, I like your question, what is the person's name? Because that makes it really more, more personal. And also, instead of seeing it as an event, see it as a personal thing. Person. Because the, whoever did whatever yes. happened, it comes back to a person. It's a person. It's a, that person leaves and lives, eats, and breathes just like us. Absolutely. Good stuff. Um, what was your aha moment? Moving on. What was your aha moment in your business where your business really kind of took off, like a light bulb moment or aha moment. Yeah. Um, so it definitely happened with this company. <laughs> so it, it's just been in the past 18 months that I've had my aha moment. Um, and like I said, I, I've always known I was born for network marketing. Um, but when I started with this company, and again, I'm a product driven, so it started with the product. When I started using this product and sharing it with my friends and I was getting, you know, messages almost on a daily basis, even from the beginning of people saying to me, wow, this is helping me so much. This, thank you, thank you, Annette. Thank you so much for introducing me to this product because they were able, you know, I would get messages like, 
I'm able to get out and walk my neighborhood for the first time in years because of the supplements. Or I'm I'm able to get on the floor and play with my children or my grandchildren for the first time in years. That was my aha moment because I realized, wow, I have found my home. I have found my place. I know I was born to help and serve others. And with this opportunity, I'm able to do that. So that it was definitely my aha moment. So you discovered MLM is really just about helping people. Yes. Yeah. Very, Absolutely. It's yeah. helping others. Uh, now, moving on, uh, what would you consider your proudest moment in network marketing? My proudest moment is is my is watching the success of my my team members. Um, when I started this business and I started sharing it with my close friends, I actually had a handful jump in with me. Um, and I know that that's rare because oftentimes we hear that, you know, they are the hardest sell. So watching them be able to have success with network marketing has made me so proud. I can actually say that I enjoy watching their success more than my own. And I think you, the reason you've had success, it came in right away because of you, who you are, right? You are a person who loves on people. A relation, you always focus on relationships. And in, in, in terms of networking relationships, I'm making deposits. You've been making deposits into that relationship for years, for your entire life. So you, you become a person that people, they trust. So that when something does happen, uh, you do have something great. They trust you for that. And I think that's what a lot of listeners, if you have trouble doing that in terms of your relationships or, or people around you, they don't, they look at you very skeptical because you have not built enough value in the lives of the people that you know. I mean, it may not sound good. It may not sound, you know, it may not make you feel good about yourself, but that's really the truth. Annette has been providing constant value of the people she's been with throughout her lives. And that's why, so when she has something, people gravitate, that interest, and they trust her. Yeah, I totally agree with that. You know, let me ask you, what are some ways you, you know, because this term is another term that's used so much, I provide value. What are some ways you provide value, you do for other people? And not necessarily in your downline, but just people in general. How do you love on people? Yeah. I, you know, I always share a thought, a compliment. If I am out and about, even at a restaurant, and the waitress is, has impressed me because she just provides such good service, or maybe she's super friendly, or maybe, you know, maybe I can tell that she's someone who connects with people easily. I don't just think it in my head. I say it. You know, if I'm going through a drive through um, and I like someone's hair, <laughs> I say, your hairstyle is really cute. Or I really like your glasses. If I'm thinking something, I have to share it. It's never awkward for me. Um, and so that's one way that I love on people. Another way is I try to be... Um, I try to be encouraging, even, you know, in a situation, you know, sometimes if you've, if you've been given bad customer service, you know, I try to always be an encourager. If I have to, you know, say something, I try to do it in an encouraging way. So I think that that would be how I would describe how I love on people. Mm, that's good. Um, I'm going to ask you this because you, when I asked you for your bio, you said that you are a lover of looking for positive opportunities in dark times of life. And I think that is, uh, I think that's what 90, 99% of success is about the mindset, right? 
So what do you Absolutely. mean by that? Absolutely. It's this mindset. It relates to everything from your personal life to – so can you elaborate more yeah. about that or even share maybe a dark sure. time of your life where you learned – you know, at that time it seemed like a dark time, but now it's probably one of the best times because you learn a huge lesson from it and you are where you are today because of that. Right. Absolutely. Um, you know, I hadn't planned on sharing this but since you asked the question, you know, about a dark time. Um, one of my very first lessons about life and the value of life was when I was 19 years old. Um, my cousin who grew up, you know, very close to me, he was like my brother. He actually lived with my family for a short time. Um, he passed away. He passed away in his sleep. And Tony had always had kind of a rough he had a rough childhood. He had um, a lot of rough times because I, I think, you know, looking back now, I realize I think he had some learning disabilities and really struggled in school. I think there was some, you know, attention deficit where teachers really struggled with him. He was kind of a challenge. Um, you know, looking back like today, we would have we would have help for him. But looking back then, I'm aging myself a little bit here. Looking back then, you know, he really struggled. I always tried to help him and I always tried to see um, the best. And, you know, I think at that point, I've, I had always felt, you know, growing up that everything happens for a reason. But at that point in time, I realized, you know what, you can't tell the mother of a 19 year old boy that everything happens for a reason and expect that that's going to comfort her. That isn't going to comfort her. And so at that time, I realized, you know, yes, everything might happen for a reason, but then I feel we need to take that reason and make the best of it. We need to take that reason and make it into a good thing. Um, and so what, what I did was I realized, you know, I, I'm so sad that he passed away and I hate that he had such a struggle throughout his life. But I, it's also taught me that we need to look for the unique and special characteristics in every single individual we meet. And I was sad that I was so young and I didn't have as much wisdom as I have now. And so back then, I just look back and I think there's so much more that could have been done for him. And I want to take that knowledge and that experience and I want to put it forward in my relationships today. So that that's one one of the examples for sure of how, how I do that. Mm, I like that. Looking, You look for in, unique and individual characteristics of every person, you said. And uh, yes, yeah, that's really yes. about relationship building. And it's, it goes by, it's just focusing on others. Right, instead of thinking about what you, yeah, uh, yes, yeah, we've this, we've turned this like uh, this yes. uh, conversation really to a training about building relationships, like focusing on others, caring about others, speaking, getting to someone's heart, and yes. seeing that everyone is unique. And when you treat people that way, and you're providing different ways to provide value, it's like a the, the, like a bank deposit. You're depositing, 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 and it just happens we have this MLM business that can help people. And then if you've been doing Absolutely. that, you can. So MLM Nation, if you're listening. And you ran out of prospects, so people don't listen to you, or they don't trust you, or they're skeptical. Start doing what Annette's been sharing here, because that is how relations—that's how you become a person of influence when you really care and love on others. Want to know the best places to find new prospects in a new city? What places to advertise and find leads? As an MLM Nation Insider member, you can get How to Find Prospects in a New City course and all my other training courses for free. Normally, these courses sell for $47 on our website, but all MLM Nation Insider members have free access anytime. 
you definitely want to be an insider member. Go take a dollar trial and check it out at www.mlmnationinsider.com. That's mlmnationinsider.com. Let's um, move on a little bit. Uh, as we wrap up towards the show, some really quick questions to pick your brain. Okay, and that, Sure. One of them is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? I have so many. I'm kind of... I'm kind of addicted to quotes. I really love them. Um, but the one that I share with my children often is um, ask yourself what makes you come alive and then go do that. Because what the world needs is people who have come alive. And that was um, Howard Thurman that that wrote that. You know, I feel like there's so many people out there in the world that are just going through the motions every day. Um, so many people who don't like their jobs. So many people who, you know, they're at their kids' events, their school events, but they, you know, you look around and they, you can just tell and feel that they really don't want to be there. And so something that I've always told my kids is don't listen to what the world wants you to do. Listen to your own heart, you know, feel your own heart, dig into your own soul and figure out what makes you come alive. So that's my, that's my favorite. What is one habit that's helped you become successful? Connecting with others. So I have, just keep going back to that. Yeah. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? I was... I was always uh, kind of a people pleaser. Um, and about 10 years ago, I had a friend. Um, I was kind of struggling, just kind of figuring out, you know, where my place was. You know, I my kids were getting older. And I had this friend, you know, say to me, listen to your own heart. Listen to your own soul. And don't worry about what everybody thinks. Um, you can't please everyone. You know, you have to just do what is best for you and not try to please the world because there's no way you're going to be able to do that. And it was at that time that I realized that my people pleasing um, was really hindering my ability to help more people. What is your favorite prospecting tool you use? So say someone like we met on that and I'm a qualified prospect. Do you like to send a link to an online video or do, do we do a Zoom meeting and, uh, you know, do you, we sit down and use a flip chart, you use a sample? What do you like to use? I like to try to get as personal with the person as possible. So I like, I like using FaceTime. I like, you know, if I am talking with someone, instead of just messaging them on Facebook or texting them or even just talking on the phone, I like to use FaceTime so they can see me and I can see them. Um, you know, some people don't like that or some people don't have, have that. Um, which is fine, but I also, and this is, this might sound silly <laughs> to people out there, but you know, um, Facebook messenger, we communicate through that a lot. I try to send voice messages, you know, it has a little microphone option. You, you click it and you can send a voice message and that way people hear your voice and they hear your tone. So often I feel like your tone is kind of, it misleads people or it isn't where you you know, it, it isn't where your heart was when you said it. So sometimes I feel like tones and heart, you know, your your heart of what you're saying gets lost in a message. Um, so I use that a lot. Aside from Messenger and also FaceTime, any other apps or online resources like a Dropbox or Evernote that you could recommend? You know, I did. I don't really even know 
about Dropbox. <laughs> that sounds so funny, but I guess it just proves, I mean, it's a great idea. I'm definitely going to look into it now. Thank you, Simon. But um, I, I guess it just proves that you don't need all that. You know, you don't have to have all that to find success and to be successful. Um, you just kind of do it your way. I mean, we use this ancient, you know, practice of Facebook files right now on my team, and it's it's working well. But, you know, that's definitely something that I'll look into yeah, I think that's a great lesson that, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I need, a good, I, need the, I need the newest gadget or the new app or I need to do this to be successful. At the end of the day, it's all about relationships. Right? Yes. That's what this business is about. You can be a total tech dummy, don't know anything, but if you're good <laughs> at right. relationships and making people feel good, you can be very, very successful. Absolutely. Annette, what's one book you could recommend to ML Nation? I love books. I've always been pegged as the self-help book queen by all my friends and family. I'm always reading something to help me be a better mom or a better wife or better MLM person. Um, the book that I would probably recommend since I've been talking so much about relationships, um, it's a book I read about 10 years ago, and it's called Brave Hearts by Sharon Hirsch, Hirsch, H-E-R-S-H. Um, but it's a book about unlocking the courage to love with abandon. And it's all about, as women, we have this deep desire to have extraordinary relationships. And sometimes that desire goes so deep and we haven't quite figured out how to get it that we feel that that it's wrong. We feel that, well, maybe we just want too much. Well, this book really freed me. It really freed me and helped me to dig deep into my soul and who I am and what I'm made of and what I'm about to discover what my purpose and passion in life is. So that's the book that I would recommend. Cool. And uh, ML Nation, I know you love audio because you listen to the show. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing free audiobook at MLMNationBook.com. That is MLMNationBook.com. Now, Annette, here's the last question, the million-dollar question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here's the million-dollar question. Imagine you had to start all over again, and you knew no one. Okay, You knew no one. You didn't know your family. You didn't know your husband. You didn't know your kids. But you had all your the current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you would do to find prospects or the first place you'll go to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? Sure. I um, feel like I'm saying the same thing over and over, but I would do what I've always done. I would fish for friends and connect with people um, because, as I've said a million times, I'm convinced it's all about relationships. And the places I would go, I would use all of my resources. I would go in the community. I would get involved in the community. I would get involved on social media. I would join interest groups and meet people that way. And I would literally just start fishing for friends. Awesome. As we wrap up, and that any last words of advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect and contact you? Um, all of my social media is under my name, Annette Knopf, K-N-O-P as in Paul, F as in Frank, um, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, it's all, and LinkedIn, it's all under my name. And any last words or advice? Just keep loving on people. I just really feel that's all it's about. It's about loving people, connecting with people, getting to know them, listening more than you talk. Ask them about them more than you tell them about you. 
Hey, ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you may hang out with Annette Knopf. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in Annette. Just A-N-N-E-T-T-E. Okay, A-N-N-E-T-T-E at the search bar. And the show notes or the nuggets of wisdom that Annette shared and also her contact info will be right there. Definitely connect with her. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So, Annette, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you, Annette, and God bless you. Thank you, Simon. Want to know how to prospect more confidently and speak with influence? As an ML Nation Insider member, you get my Speak to Influence course, along with 17 other training courses for free. These courses are normally $47, but with your dollar trial, you get all of them for free for seven days. Go check it out at MLMNationInsider.com. Again, that's MLMNationInsider.com. Hey, ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. Quick recap and review from a great show, great training from Annette Knopf. Make sure you reach out to her. Go to MLMNation.net and just search for Annette, A-N-N-E-T-T-E, and it'll pop right up. You know, here are a couple of things uh, about it. Um, you know, it's really simple. This was a simple episode, but it's what the business is about. It's about relationships, right? She shares about what, what, what do people like in friendships, relationships, right? They like and trust, loving on people, helping people. It goes back to how did she find out about her current company? It was a Facebook friend, a stranger, became a friend because that person didn't try to prospect her anyway, just liked and built her an online relationship, cared about her, talked about kids and all these different things. And then like when she finally had something to share, she listened to that person. Right? And she talks about loving on people. What does that mean? Just like how to provide value. Always share thought. You know, don't be shy. Like sometimes if someone, and that's a great advice, someone gives good service to you at a restaurant, don't just say to your friend, oh, that was an awesome waitress. That's great service. Let the person know. I've seen so many people that, oh, I love going to this bar. The bartender's great. I mean, they give good tips, but have you ever told a person that guy is awesome? Right? Words mean a lot. Words mean a lot. Be it, she talks about be an encourager. Even during things, encourage people, right? Be a person that people want to be with. And then the thing that really helps is she talks about, and she talked about one of the darker moments of her life was when her cousin passed away, was she looked for unique and individual characteristics of every person. Everyone has unique characteristics. When there's conflict, right? The question he asks is, someone does something wrong, wrong. What was the person's name? Because then opens the heart. Because everything that ever happened to you is not just an event. Someone did that to you. And behind that person is a person. And that's what network marketing is about. It's about helping people. It's about people. It's all about relationships. She talked about, uh, she used the term gatherings instead of meetings. Because gatherings is less formal. It makes it fun. Right? Fun, fun, fun. Her first flyer, they got 13 people. She was very simple. Like, I'm new to the area. I'd like to meet some new friends. I got a great product to share. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I want to have some fun. Fun, fun. Relationships. Um, and co-market, Right? It's not just co-market. Everyone's unique. Don't And I actually have a blog called a co-market myth where some of you may feel like, oh, I'm not good at co-market. That's totally not true. Now, if you think I'm going to just recruit, recruit, co-market, maybe. But if you just treat people as people, you're awesome at co-market. Why? But think about this. Every person you ever met in your life was at one time a co-market. Your best friend was a co-market. Your spouse was a co-market. Someone you didn't know. 
but you're able to transform that into a war market, someone's very close to you now, right? Why? So don't ever say, oh, I'm not good over the cold market. I'm not good at meeting strangers. Yeah, you, if you have an intention, I'm going to recruit and sell them. Yeah, probably maybe have challenges, but treat people like people and it becomes so, so much easier. That's probably my biggest cold market tip for you is treat people like people. Okay, treat people like people, see them, and then you can instantly, magically meet people and provide value, and then that's just provide value. So, awesome show. Thanks again for Annette. Make sure you connect with her. Uh, thank you for listening. If you like this, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. The reviews mean a lot, just not me, but also helps other people find the show. And um, thanks for sharing this to the, to the ML community. Thanks for to Annette, for being a giver, for yeah, it just really sums it up to what this business is about. It's about helping people about relationships. And that deposit, always constantly making deposits into that kind of relationship bank account, giving, 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 and listening and caring about others and not just thinking about yourself. So thanks again, Annette. Thank you, ML Nation, for listening. I'm Simon Chan. I'm loud and proud to be in network marketing. And remember, when the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.